0: Welcome back everybody, and welcome to the weekly Bible wrap-up, where I talk about my notes that I've taken from this week's readings and some thoughts. I'm just trying to learn along the way, just like you. We're starting in Ezekiel three, where Ezekiel is commanded to eat the roll containing lamentations. This symbolizes internalizing its words, preparing Ezekiel for his prophetic duties. Ezekiel is commanded to be strong. And then the wheels took him up and deposited him. I'm always fascinated by these wheels and the sky and the, the creatures and all of that. I, I, I try to visualize that. It's it's, it's very interesting. Um, he is taken up by the wheels and deposited him at Tel Aviv. He is commanded to warn the wicked that they will die. But if he doesn't obey God's request, then he shall die. He is commanded to rise and go to the river Chabar, Shebar, where he encounters the glory of the Lord. He is made dumb, and according to the notes, over the next seven years, he only speaks when the Lord commands him to do so. It's rather amazing. Ezekiel is commanded to lie on his side for 380 days, during which he is instructed to eat food items prohibited by law. Ezekiel protests, but God insists. Ezekiel is instructed to shave his head and beard. A third of the hair is he is to burn in the city a third to smite with a knife and a third scatter in the wind but keeping a small portion in his robe which represents the remnant of Israel the hair represents Israel's people ezekiel 6 he is commanded to prophesy against the mountains of Israel that the lord will destroy all the high places and the altars so quote ye shall know that i am the lord the Lord will leave a remnant to remember God. Quote, the, one, the end, rather, is come upon the four corners of the land, end quote, and will result in judgment. This is so that the people know that, quote, I am the Lord that smiteth, end quote. For the remnant that escapes battles to the mountains, quote, all hands shall be feeble and all knees shall be weak as water. They shall also gird themselves with sackcloth and... Horror shall cover them, and shame shall be upon all faces, and baldness upon their heads. Could this be referring, maybe, to the future, the Holocaust? Holocaust? I kind of had images of that. Probably not, but that was something that came to my mind. Ezekiel eight. He has Ezekiel has a vision in the sixth month of the sixth year, presumably, of his ministry on the fifth day. The glory of God lifts him to a vision of Jerusalem, where he is instructed to dig a hole in the wall to reveal a door. He is then instructed to go through that door and seize the wickedness done by, quote, 70 men of the house of Israel, end quote. The glory of the Lord then shows 25 men sun-worshipping in the inner court of the Lord's house, the temple. These are the hidden actions of so-called men of God that have infuriated the Lord. In Ezekiel 9, it seems like the six men with, quote, slaughter weapons come to the temple in the vision and the glory of the Lord begins to depart, but those who hold on to righteousness will be marked on the forehead. Above the head of the cherubims of the the temple appeared the likeness of a throne, a man in linen, all who set the mark Oh, the righteous commanded Ezekiel to scatter coals of fire from between the wheels of fire about the city. Again, think about the imagery here. At that point, the glory of the Lord was above. The four wheels now had the one likeness, as if a wheel had been in the midst of a wheel. Each wheel had four faces, man, cherub, lion, eagle. They were covered all in eyes. Kind of tells me that it's like all seeing you can't hide From all of that. Um, The cherubims were lifted up. The glory of the Lord had departed. These were the same living creatures here that Ezekiel had seen by the river of Chabar. Ezekiel is lifted up again and sees again the 25 men who, quote, devise mischief and give wicked counsel in the city, end quote. Ezekiel is commanded to prophesy against them that they will be judged. Apparently, did happen historically. A remnant will quote, walk in my statutes and keep mine and do ordinances rather and do them. And they shall be my people and I shall be their God. That's a common theme in Ezekiel. Then the glory of the God went up to the mountain and Ezekiel was deposited back into the kip- captivity of Chalda or Chaldea where he spoke of these visions. The mountain, apparently, according to the notes, is also the Mount of Olives where Jesus ascended and is going to come back to on his return. Ezekiel 12, Ezekiel is commanded to prepare for captivity, which symbolizes the remnant that will be let out of the homeland as captures, according to the notes. Ezekiel is commanded to, quote, eat thy bread with quaking, and drink thy water with trembling and with carefulness, end quote, and to instruct the people to do the same. This may be to prepare for the upcoming judgment, I don't know, maybe to show faithfulness. In Ezekiel 13, he is called to prophesy against the false prophets. We have, we have false prophets of a sort today, and we must remain strong in the faith. The Lord will, quote, accomplish my wrath against the wall, end quote, of false teaching, so that they may know he is Lord. Same to the women that practice magic. The Lord tells Ezekiel that the elders have, quote, idols in their hearts, end quote. The Lord commands turning away from these idols, all of this so that the Lord God will be their God. They have to turn away from items that are getting in the way of that. It is very clear in this section of Ezekiel how passionate God's is about wanting that connection with his people. Righteous men will not save others. Repentance is for the individual. 15 A vine that does not bear fruit deserves and will face destruction. In Ezekiel 16, Jerusalem is cast out into an open field. Like an unwanted child abandoned for sins, God has created a covenant with Israel in the end, took care of Israel, but Israel, quote, placed the heartlet, end quote, trusting in its own beauty and not in the Lord. Israel cheated on God, in other words. You know, anyone who's ever been cheated on knows how deep that betrayal of trust hurts and how it never goes away. You just learn to live with it, but you can never get that trust back. Well, that's a human failing. God, on the other hand, is always faithful. God then goes on to describe how Israel multiplied its unfaithfulness by building altars in high places to Baal and other gods. He then directly compares Israel to an adulterous wife to ensure clarity so that you understand. But as a wife that committeth adultery, which taketh strangers instead of her husband, end quote. He's comparing that to Israel. Yeah, I think adultery is the one sin that a marriage cannot heal because that trust is lost forever. It's forever broken. The Lord then says he will gather up all the lovers and show Israel their nakedness or their shortcomings and will, quote, give thee fury and jealousy, end quote unfaithfulness of Israel, apparently, was a greater sin than Sodom's, quote, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness, end quote. Despite all of this, God says he will remember and stay faithful to the covenant with Israel in Israel's early days. God tells Ezekiel the parable of the eagles according to the notes. The first eagle represents Nebuchadnezzar. The branches bending is Zedekiah turning towards Nebuchadnezzar. The second eagle is the Egyptian pharaoh. This parable is confusing to me. But in the end, quote, I, like I the Lord have brought down the high tree. So I'm assuming that that means Israel. Then we go to Ezekiel 18, quote, all souls are mine as the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die, end quote. However, quote, but if a man is, he is just, he, and then another quote, he shall surely live, saith the Lord God, end quote. But if the wicked will turn from all the sins that, that they have committed and keep all of God's statutes and do which is lawful and right, he shall not die. But if a righteous one turns to sin, quote, all of the righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned. In his trespass that he hath trespassed, and in his sin that he has sinned, in them he shall die. Quote, repent and turn yourselves from your transgressions so iniquity will not be your ruin. That's pretty clear. 19 is a lament. The lions represent Judah's king's And then a vine metaphor for all of Israel, how the vine was once in fertile soil and then was, quote, planted in the wilderness in dry and thirsty ground, end quote. I I didn't really get that chapter too much, that um, allegory metaphor. Maybe I need to turn back to that. Uh, 20, the scene and the time switches now to the seventh year, fifth month, Third day, apparently again. I'm guessing this is in Ezekiel's ministry. Counting up from that, the elders of Israel came to inquire of the Lord and sat in front of Ezekiel, and the word of the Lord came to to him. And God's response is to reiterate all that God did, and how Israel rejected God. Because of this, the Lord God says, quote, "I will not be inquired of by you." End quote. In other words, to me, that, that what, what what he's saying is like, you know. Uh, How dare you come to me now after all that you've done against me and after all that I've tried to help you? God's, quote, mighty hand, end quote, will deliver God's wrath. Ezekiel is commanded to, quote, prophesy against the forest of the south field, end quote, indicating that that is um, about Babylon to the north. and A fire shall consume the forest of the south. Ezekiel 21, Ezekiel is now commanded to prophesy against the Lord, against the land of Israel, rather, facing Jerusalem. The Lord is against Israel and will use his sword to, quote, cut off from thee the righteous and the wicked, end quote. This indicates that no one will survive the coming invasion, whether it be righteous or wicked. With the removal of the diadem and crown, I think I'm pronouncing that right, it appears to me that God is saying that Israel will lose its royal or special status. And finally, in 22, 22 is a judgment against, quote, the bloody city, end quote. Again, it seems to be the judgment because people turn from God, and the reason for the judgment is so, quote, that thou shalt know that I am the Lord, end quote. The Lord says that, quote, the house of Israel is to me become dross, end quote. Dross, I had to look this up. The couple of definitions that seem to fit here is, Waste or impure matter, or worthless, commonplace, or trivial matter. Wow. That really emphasized the Lord's feelings on what Israel did to God by turning away. And that's it for this week. I hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week. Take care.